Welcome to Resilience Unraveled. Hi everybody and welcome to Resilience Unraveled, a podcast that examines all aspects of personal and organisational resilience. A huge all-encompassing subject that covers the ability to thrive in life by harnessing your cognitive, emotional, physiological and contextual abilities. I share stories from people who have thrived despite remarkable obstacles, as well as highly successful practitioners and experts across a range of topics. And this podcast introduces their amazing stories and expertise, as well as my own reflections, perspectives, strategies and tips, which come from my own synthesis of themes and trends from wider learning. You can go to qedod.com forward slash extras to access offers, tools and resources, including free articles and eBooks. For those of you that would be interested in supporting our work and contributing more proactively, you can find our new Patreon page at patreon.com. Then search for Resilience Space Unraveled. So, let's get started. Enjoy the show. So, hi, and welcome back to Resilience Unraveled. And today, another guest. And I'm really interested to talk about this subject because we're going to be talking all about fear. And uh, fear for me is one of the, the big things that we need to really get a handle on in our life. And I'm joined today by my special guest, uh, Lawrence Dukin. Uh, Duchin, in fact. Isn't that right, Lawrence? You like Duchin, don't you? But um, you're happy Duchin, to be called yeah. Larry. So we're going to be friends. And it's, uh, whilst he's officially known as Lawrence Duchin, we're going to call him Larry. So hi, Larry. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me, Russell. And I can tell by the accent that you're um, about probably three, three to 6,000 miles away from me. Where are you today? I'm actually in the south. I'm outside of Nashville, Tennessee. <sighs> See, that's, I don't know, just sounds glorious, exotic and very musical. I expect you to suddenly lapse into some wonderful blues music halfway through. <laughs> well, country music here, but, country music, but yeah, not, sorry. not blues music is in Memphis, but I'm in Nashville. So that's more country music, but that, I'm not a singer. So that was not my gifting in life. <laughs> I thought you all were sort of, you know, it was in the, it was in the water. It was in the food. I don't know. I must not be eating the right water and food. So I don't know. <laughs> Super. Well, it's lovely to have you with us today. So tell us a bit about yourself. What is it, what is it, what is it that you do? Well, I, I do several things, but I think the reason I'm on your show is because I've written a, uh, a book called A Book on Fear, Feeling Safe in a Challenging World. And so, you know, most people, as I say in the preface of the book, most people don't, uh, would not choose to be an expert on fear. Um, but that's kind of how life has given me certain circumstances. And, and that started, and I talk about this in the book a lot. I talk about um, my sexual abuse by my mother and how I came out of that experience with a lot of fear, a lot of anger, guilt, you know, uh, shame, those types of things. And so as I traversed uh, my teens and into my 20s and really started my late 20s and early 30s into what I call an, an emotional healing path and also a, a spiritual healing path, uh, basically, I had to learn a lot of strategies for fear because I was in fear a whole lot and it was coming up and I had to learn the basis for it and how to deal with it and how to release it. Wow. I mean, you've given us a lot to go on there already, but I mean, let, let's ask a really basic question. I mean, I mean, this is probably a question that doesn't actually get asked enough, but what is fear? Well, fear is a lot of different things. Fear is actually an emotion. Fear is a belief. Fear is... And energetic in the body, it's it's stored cellularly. Um, 
you know, fear uh, is just, uh, I mean, most people know fear as the psychological part of it. So certainly we have some fears that are uh, what are, you know, built into our uh, evolutionary limbic system, such as fear over if a, if a growling dog is, is approaching, <laughs> you want to run, you know, you want to jump off a bridge on a dare or something like that. But the type of fear that, and those are what I call more good fears or, or cautionary fears. I actually call all fear good because fear is a pointer to what is not working and what we need to address and what beliefs are not serving us. And so fear comes up, our psychological fears come up to uh, help us to see uh, what we want to release so that we can move to a greater sense of our self and being and be more at peace and joy. Mm -hmm. So you, t you talk about being cautionary fears, that's quite interesting. So are there other sorts of fears which have different descriptions? Yeah, so again, I think those fall into the category of more psychological fear. So for instance, somebody, you know, the, the thing with fear is that it, it does a really good job of hiding itself. And so a lot of people are not aware of the fears and fear runs underneath the surface, kind of like a computer virus and affects the operation of us. So some people may be aware that they're, they're fearful of, you know, getting sick in a pandemic, of losing their job, of maybe not having a significant other, you know, but then there's a lot of fears that we may not be aware of. We may not be aware of, you know, that we're, we fear, uh, you know, not being successful. We fear uh, maybe not meeting the expectations of others. We feel, uh, we fear, um, we certainly, we have a collective fear of death. Um, you know, so, and then there may be yeah. like we may be fearful that we're not lovable or worthy, you know, so that we um, that's tied to the belief that, you know, we won't have a significant other. So there's a lot of underlying fears that we hold. So some fears we hold individually and then some fears we hold collectively. And it's just a matter of kind of unraveling the process and seeing what those fears are. Uh, and how those fears were formed and then saying those fears don't serve me. That's not who I want to be. Right. So on the whole, how would fears manifest? Oh, fears manifest in so many different ways. It, it really means many dysfunctional patterns. So they manifest in our relationships in terms of dysfunction. Maybe we are, um, you know, we have a belief that we are not uh, worthy. Uh, and so we, we never get that promotion at the job or we feel that, you know, we have to give our power away we have a fear we have to give our power away so we're in relationships that are constantly uh with a partner who's condescending to us um certainly uh most people uh have a fear like let's talk about the pandemic people have a fear around the pandemic so i can i've seen that people uh, you know that fear has caused them to really be very frantic about getting the vaccine um we have you know a fear over uh, fear over death and our, as our body ages. And so a lot of people, you can see all the ways that people get cosmetic surgery to, yeah. you know, keep their, improve their body to kind of work off of that fear. And so a lot of the strategies against fear are uh, either like suppression, you know, denial, running from it, medicating with, you know, drugs and alcohol, food, porn, uh, you know, any type of, uh, any, any, any something to, uh, quell our fear because the natural human tendency is to the fear doesn't feel good it, it doesn't feel good but again we're not being punished it's it's basically the universe bringing up something within us that's pointing us to like hey this is a pattern you hold it's not good for you and, and this is something you want to release 
So just say a bit more about that. What, how do you mean that, that the universe? Go for, to tell me more about that bit. Well, you know, we are. I'm. I'm. I'm a big belief. Uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a faith person. And when I say a faith person, I'm talking more from a unitive universal aspect as opposed to any like religious box or anything like sure. that. So we, you know, if we look at, if we look at science, science is, quantum physics has actually shown us that, that, um, that we exist in one unified energy field. So as opposed to what is uh, our eyes show us, there's actually no separation or anything. This is all proven in science. And so when we, uh, you know, I correlate that to when we talk about God, the, the, the phrase God is one, that means God is everything. So God is expressing, or, or however you want to call the creator, you know, whatever label you want to use for that, God is expressing through each and every one of us. And so we are here, you know, science is also, a lot of scientists of quantum physicists believe that, believe that we're multidimensional, uh, th th there's multidimensions. And so, and I believe the same thing that we're multidimensional beings. So we exist in many realities and we're here specifically in this reality, um, this ego-based 3D reality to evolve, learn and grow and to become more aware of our multidimensional, uh, you know, multidimensional uh, uh, being. And so uh, we are brought, the universe brings us those experiences that will help us to do that. Um, and so, the, you know, bring us those experiences, those relationships, those things where we will be in a sense triggered by those things that we need to come up and work on. So one of the things that I recommend for people on the first steps that you can do to, to determine what your fears are is to watch your emotions and reactions, watch how you uh, how you interact in your experiences. And so that's called witnessing. You know, that's a type of, that's just, mm. it's just like mindfulness, which is a common term. So Carl Jung, who's the, um, who's the father of analytical psychology, said that projection is one of the most common phenomenon. So as we watch our emotions, reactions, we can see how we're, we're projecting. So usually we're not angry for the reasons we think. Usually behind anger is fear or self-judgment or guilt, so things like that. If we're, if we're judging others, it's a projection of our self-judgment. If we're blaming others, it's a projection of our own guilt. If we can start to bring those projections back in and, and see the beliefs that support them, and then we can also see the conditioning that created those beliefs. So that could be childhood conditioning, societal conditioning, workplace conditioning, all those things. Then we can say, oh, okay, that's all these things. This is how I you know, th these things were formed and this is how this is affecting me in my life experience and in my relationships. And we can say, I want to change that. Okay. So, so the Jungian thing makes a lot of sense because his idea was the dark, your dark side is projected on people around you. And that's how you tell your dark side because you spotted another bit fear people. Yeah. So, and that's quite interesting because, so what you're doing is you're sort of bringing fear back to being a fundamental almost a, at the root of, at the root of human existence, perhaps is it? Is it? Is it? Is that? Is it that fundamental? I think it is that fundamental. Basically, I, what I say is very fundamental to each of us is fear and self-judgment, and actually they're the same thing because when we're in self-judgment, we're in fear. And so, so what, what's the we difference? All, what, what's the difference between fear and self-judgment? Well, it, it's a. It's you know, for me, it's an at all these things our absences of recognition of our who we truly are in terms of multidimensional beings in terms of our divinity and so 
you know, the difference between uh, fear and self-judgment is that basically, um, I, it's, I don't know, I've never ha exactly had that question. Uh, <laughs> trying to figure out how to, to say that. I mean, let me just say that what they both are, are energies in the body that are stored uh, cellularly and that they're, they're programs that run within us. So certainly um, we can have, uh, self. I think fear is a more en encompassing uh, sphere that self-judgment falls into and other things fall into. So we can, you know, I think guilt falls into that sphere of, of fear. Um, and so uh, all these things, uh, you know, guilt, self-judgment, shame, all these things create, uh, create fear in us. Right. Okay. I get that. But you're saying, so is this, so you're talking about the psychological fear versus this sort of um, cautionary fear that you're talking about earlier. So self-judgment is this, the societal and psychological fears in a sense. Um, so, so what do we do about these things? What, what do we, what's, what, what I mean, because well, obviously the first thing that you have to want to do is. They? So, so, so we, we've got to be careful. We yeah. need to balance them because we don't want to eradicate fear because it has a, it has a purpose, doesn't it? Well, I think you, obviously there's certain cautionary fears that you're going to always want to have, but those are quite different. I mean, those don't, you know, the, the way that we evolved was when the, uh, that we're supposed to be in a fight or flight um, situation, but then you're you're quickly out of that. I mean, when the tiger was uh, was charging you in the jungle, you ran or you went up a tree or whatever, and then you got out of that. Okay, but what happens now is with the psychological fears is that we're in a constant fight or flight state, and so that's creating. A uh, huge amount of anxiety, sleep issues, you know, just major dysfunction in all of our relationships and, and it, all the ways we interact with life. And that's not the way we're supposed to, to live in life. So what's the, so what's the antithesis? What's the, so if one's this driving force, because fear is a natural driving force, which, as you say, gets out of guilter, what's its balance? Otherwise, we'd be totally... Fear, fear machines, wouldn't we? we? We wouldn't have aspiration because fear would get in the way. So, what, what, what is the, what is the balancing point? What is the balancing factor? Well, if I'm understanding your question correctly, the, the, the opposite to the, our natural state, the opposite to fear, is a state of joy and peace right. where fear does not exist. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so that doesn't mean, again, that like if a charge, if I'm walking and a charging dog comes at me, that I don't get out of the way or whatever, because I'm not, I mean, we are a composite, we are, we're, we're, we're spirit beings, but we're in a human body and there's certain things, we're having a melded experience and there's certain things that we have to do in a human body to exist. And that's, that's not, that's not good or bad. That's the purpose that's actually what I would say, quote, good, because that's the purpose of us being here. We're, we're spirit beings having a human experience, but we're not having it in a way that, that, that I don't think is intended in terms of having the full breath of joy and peace and love that can be held within this experience. And right. so, again, going back to, you know, so, you know, we have, most people are, are very ego-based. They're in their intellect. They're in their intellect. They're in their five senses, and they don't have really a recognition of that uh, of that underlying uh, underlying divinity or underlying greater self that is within them. And this is what we're collectively, individually and collectively, being uh, called to do right now. There's a lot of things coming up that are pushing us to kind of find that more 
greater self within us because that's what we're calling for more at a uh, at a uh, at, at a true level versus what in, what our egos think right so so we have this natural state of joy and peace but we also have a natural state of fear is that right so is that about finding well, the balance the between us the natural state of fear is, is again, uh, Russell, just the caution, I would say the cautionary fears. And those, and the, I mean, those things right. are not going to come up yeah, yeah, very yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just, uh, we, we don't, yeah. Yeah, well, we have to have both, don't we? Otherwise, the, we, we don't have joy and peace if we're dead. So so the evolutionary cautionary fears, as you call them, they're, they're, they are, they're a natural thing. So the book you've written, tell me about that. What, what's the idea behind the book? Well, the book is trying to, you know, we've touched, so the book, and we've already touched on several of these topics mm. here. So the book t talks about, um, you know, where does fear come from? Um, it, it talks a lot about, it brings in psychology, brings in spirituality, brings in philosophy, brings in science, quantum physics. So it really takes us to, helps us take us, takes us to a much larger perspective of like rising to the treetops to see more of the forest versus having our head pressed into the trunk of the tree at the bottom of the tree because that's the narrow lens through which most people see things so uh, what i'm trying to do is give information to people to say hey this is you know this is this is from this aspect this is from this aspect and you know bring all those aspects in and also the book has quotes from over a hundred very wise people uh, you know, from uh, Einstein to Aristotle, Socrates, Jesus, Buddha, Dalai Lama, you know, uh, Helen Keller, just uh, a lot of wise, wise people kind of supporting all of these things that we're being told to kind of just help to trigger in us a little bit of a memory like, hey, there's there's something outside of this ego based identity, because most people are, are completely invested in they, they think who they are is what they do or what their reputation is, or how much money they have. And those are completely false. That's, that's you know, as I use the analogy in the, uh, in the book, it's like a gerbil on a, on a wheel, just going round and round. We're just, we don't even know where the destination is taking us. We're just chasing something. We don't even know what we're chasing while we're chasing it. You're so, saying, just to clear that, you, you mean what we have is who we are. Is that what you mean? No, I'm saying what we, what, what our job is, what, how much money we have, yes. what, what our reputation is, um, you know, how much power control we have is not who we are. That's Good. the experience that we're having yeah. as opposed to, because like, you know, Socrates said, know thyself. Jesus said, know thyself. There's a lot of wise people that said, know thyself. And so that's what, when I'm talking about going back into watching our emotions and reactions and seeing how we're projecting and all that, that's coming back into ourselves, knowing our, knowing thyself. That's a journey, an amazing journey of exploration to know ourselves. And there's a big diamond at the end of that. And what is the diamond? The diamond is the joy and peace and love. I, I mean, that, that's coming into, um, you know, coming into living in the now. We haven't, you know, we haven't really talked about that much, but, you know, mindfulness is, is, the practice of mindfulness is basically bringing us into the now. So, you know, another thing that I mentioned in the book that quantum physics has shown us is that time is not fixed. It's not linear. It's not, you know, it, it's, it's just not fixed. It's basically, so what only exists is, is the present moment. And what happens with fear is that because we're usually living in the past or the future, we're, we're worrying about something we did in the past that's creating fear or, you know, to a great extent, we're worrying about something that's going to 
potentially happen in the future. And it rarely, you know, it rarely happens that way, but we're worrying about it. And that creates a lot of fear as opposed to being in the now, being in the present moment where fear cannot exist. Hmm. Interesting. Um, I, 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 I get your argument because you're coming from a particular place and your argument's built very cleverly on that. Uh, um, <laughs> No, no, that's fine. That's, you know, it's absolutely brilliant. I love it. I love hearing different ideas because that's, you know, what podcasting is all about, hearing different ideas and fascinating perspectives. Yeah. And, and what matters to me is that you've written something that's useful for people. It, it doesn't, you know, that's that's the point of all communication, isn't it? In the sense to have created something that has value for someone else. If you're just doing it for yourself, then it would just be, you wouldn't be here talking about it. You would have already been satisfied. Um, talk to me more about the, um, if you would, the idea of spirits in the human existence, because I quite, I quite like to just understand that a bit more, if you wouldn't mind. Yeah, so, I mean, there, you know, for me, uh, I mean, I, I can speak for me direct. I have a very direct and loving relationship with what I call God, the creator of the universe, you know, and, and so uh, that's been something that's been, that's driven me. And, and, and that's something that I can, I have a chapter in the book on God. I have a chapter on faith. I think faith is extremely important because if we don't have faith that, that there is a greater purpose here, that there's somebody, that there's an entity, that, that, that's something that's looking after us, that has, that loves us, and that there, that, you know, that there's a purpose behind us, and it can ver be very hard if we don't have that faith to go through life. So, right. okay. um, I mean, there's a huge amount of spiritual writing out there in terms of people talking about, uh, you know, multi dimensions and talking about spirit beings and talking about. Um, uh, you know, just just other things other than this very narrow reality, talking about angels appearing in their lives. So we are, you know, we, we are, again, we're spirit beings uh, existing in a human body, and uh, we're here to have experience within the three senses, because in the, the, in what we call the spirit world or the other dimensions, heaven, however you want to describe that, that's we're not existing in a body and so we're here for a specific purpose um and yeah yeah and that's interesting i mean you know that's that's fascinating because i mean some people use the word spirit and soul interchangeably don't they and you know the and, and i find that quite interesting a lot of people talk about you know one of the reasons we're all, we're all quite miserable at the moment is this lack of recognition of the soul or the spirit as you describe it and this idea of the collective purpose and such like and this idea that we've lost things like that sense of community, giving to others, all those things which are part of um, what we used to, what would be called a, an older belief system, it may be a different, or a different belief system. And we sort of have moved away from that. And a lot of people would advocate that's why hum, the human condition is more miserable at the moment than it was in the past. I, I'm a thousand percent in agreement with that. I think that is exactly the reason uh, we are you know, we've, we have moved away from that. And I talk a lot about community, talk a lot about service in the book, yeah. in, in the, in the latter chapters, because community really binds us and helps us to recognize, you know, we, we have to recognize that we're all one humanity. Um, and that we're like, we're all going through this uh, coronavirus crisis, you know, pandemic together. And so we share a lot of things, but what happens is, is that uh, most people, uh, 
you know, the, the world is the way the world is, is breaking down. It's, it's structured so much now from an ego standpoint of basically like uh, uh, us versus them versus the we thing. Um, and so we have to come back more to we things. But, you know, the us versus them leads to people hoarding resources to accumulating far more wealth than they could ever need for themselves to, you know, not a sharing of and, and taking care of your, your fellow person. And so that is something that's, uh, it's kind of like a rubber band that's becoming stretched so far that's that it just snaps at some point because it's just not sustainable. It's so far from what I call the divine natural order uh, that it just, it just, it's not sustainable. Yeah, and the idea of us versus people that are not us, in groups versus out groups, you know, um, difference has been the source of our success. You know, how we've managed to wipe every other humanoid off the planet but also will be the source of our downfall philosophically in the future as well, isn't it, as we turn on each other. So uh, it's it's going to be interesting to see how that wiring works out, really. Fascinating. So, um, Larry, if we want to get hold of the book, how do we do that? So the best way to, I mean, the book is available online, either print or ebook on all, like Amazon, uh, Barnes & Noble, Kobo, all those, Apple, you know, all those things. You can also, uh, you can also go to my website, and you can click off of there to uh, go to the Amazon to purchase it. The, the easiest way to get to my website is to go to a book on fear.com. So a, a book on fear.com. And that'll take you to the website. You can read more about me. You can sign up for my email list and you can click to buy the book if you'd like to do that. And I love to hear from people if they're, if they're interested. And, and what's lovely today is you've come from a, from a different angle to me, but we're, we're sort of agreeing. And I think actually, you know, you can take hard psychology and hard, this wasn't you, but you, I can talk to people in the hard, the hard spiritual world. And we've got more in common than we think. You know, it's just, just different perspectives. And that's great, isn't it? It's about speaking to people who want to hear different messages. And that's what matters. And if you've written a book from a different perspective, that's useful for people. And I'm, I'm all in favor. That's brilliant. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And it is about hearing it's, it's being will it's being willing to hear different perspectives because there's a lot of people who aren't, you know, and it, if you're not willing to take in additional information, maybe you don't like it, but if you're not willing to take it in, then that's something maybe that you want to take a look at how resistant you are to that and what's causing that. And I think it goes back to your point that if you're busy to being too self-judgmental, then it's no surprise when you're being to others judgmental as well. And then you're closed and exactly. resistant to these sorts of thoughts. Uh, no, I that's, that's exactly the projection that's projection mechanism right there yeah that's that's and that's young and there we and then and then we come together again you see so <laughs> isn't it amazing yeah you know? it, we can we can yeah. go as far we can we can have uh, what's he called uh, rupert sheldrake and richard dawkins in the same room and we will we'll all end up friends at the end of the day <laughs> <laughs> it's been a joy to yeah. talk to you i've really thoroughly enjoyed the way uh the, this whole subject now i actually am a real you know real I think fear is actually such a massive subject that we definitely we were desperate to talk to you today, and I'm really pleased that we made it happen. And, and thank you for coming all the way from Nashville. It's been a joy. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me on, Russell. I really appreciate it. Pleasure. You take care. All right. Hi, everybody. I hope you found that episode useful and interesting. Feedback is always welcomed, and if you are in the mood to subscribe to us or even leave a comment on iTunes or Stitcher, that would be amazing. If you want to suggest ideas or even people you would like me to interview, then reach out to us at qedod.com forward slash contact. As I said earlier, you can go to qedod.com forward slash 
podcast for show notes or follow the links. And you can go to qedod.com forward slash extras to access offers, tools and resources, including free articles and ebooks. For those of you that would be interested in supporting our work and contributing more proactively, you can find our new Patreon page at patreon.com, then search for Resilience Unraveled. I look forward to being in your ear next time around. Take care.